This is AgriPulse Daybreak West for Monday, November 23rd. Good morning. I'm Jeff Nally. Here's today's headlines. IDs for curfew. New Cal OSHA regs. Valadeo wins. Economic Task Force breaks silence. And Pat Roberts' legacy. Essential worker IDs encouraged during curfew. With a new curfew in place for most Californians, CDFA is encouraging agriculture employers to provide letters for workers who must travel between 10 p.m. and 5 a.m. The documentation should explain they are essential workers traveling to and from the work site. Remember, Farm Goods first issued these letters during the first shelter-in-place order at the onset of the pandemic. Cal OSHA passes emergency COVID-19 regulations for employers. Following a full day of testimony, a Cal OSHA board last week unanimously approved several new workplace standards for COVID-19 safety. They cover hazard prevention, training, notification, and additional safety measures for a broad range of employers. The regulations specifically target clusters and outbreaks at food manufacturing facilities and agricultural operations. The board cites over-presentation of migrant temporary farm workers testing positive for the virus. The regulations will likely result in new requirements for employers by the end of the year, according to rural county representatives of California. The regulations are in response to more than 7,000 complaints about workplace safety since February. Valadeo likely to defeat Cox. With nearly all votes accounted for, Republican Representative David Valadeo looks to reclaim his Fresno seat from Democratic Representative T.J. Cox, wrapping up one of the most contentious races in California. Cox had grabbed the seat in the 2018 blue wave with a narrow victory. At the time of the writing, he was still losing by just one percentage point. Newsom's Economic Task Force releases recommendations. After more than six months of quiet, the Governor's Task Force for Economic Recovery has issued a report outlining policy recommendations. The main principles include supporting essential workers, expanding support to small businesses, expanding broadband access, and encouraging sustainability and equity. The request for assistance in the rural and agriculture regions were heard loud and clear by our governor, says Task Force member Don Cameron, president of the State Food and Ag Board. Cameron explained in the report that the state provided rural communities with PPE, timely testing, and isolation shelter. Our essential labor force continued tirelessly working in the fields to produce food for the nation, he said. And on that note, in concert with the report, Governor Gavin Newsom launched a low-interest loan program for small businesses to stimulate recovery. As with his proposal for a climate catalyst fund in January, Newsom has charged the California iBank with administering the program. Feds look to free up shipping containers for exports. The Federal Maritime Commission is investigating cargo shipping companies at West Coast Ports to determine why exports are seeking a lack of container availability. 
according to the Western Agricultural Processors Association, the WAPA. This is a huge step in the right direction, and we hope will work to start to turn this major crisis around. WAPA had been informing the commission of the issues. Representatives Jim Costa and T.J. Cox have also been communicating with the commission. Roberts, Freedom to Farm Endures. Senate Agriculture Committee Chairman Pat Roberts has been involved in just about every consequential piece of agriculture legislation over the past four decades. But the bill he thinks may have the most lasting impact is the 1996 Farm Bill, known as Freedom to Farm, or Freedom to Fail by its detractors. The bill formally ended the system of production controls and commodity subsidies first imposed during the Depression. Since Roberts is retiring, uh, Agripulse asked him what bill he was involved with that would still have the biggest impact 10 years from now. He quickly brought up the 1996 Farm Bill, saying, We still have the freedom to farm. It's surprising that it's lasted this long. He went on to lament that there has been some talk about the set-aside during the negotiations on coronavirus relief assistance. That was a clear reference to a provision in a House-passed bill to expand the Soil Health and Income Protection Program, which was created as a small regional pilot in the 2018 Farm Bill. That's so terribly counterproductive. It just doesn't make any sense. Why would you go and set aside part of your operation, thereby giving that acreage and that crop to a foreign country, one of our competitors? Because they always grow more when there is a set-aside, Robert said. Keep in mind, economists at Ohio State University and the University of Illinois argue in an analysis this summer that a set-aside program would likely be counterproductive because foreign competitors would increase production to offset a cut in U.S. output. Now take note, Robert's legacy also includes the Agriculture Risk Protection Act of 2000 that resulted in a major expansion of crop insurance and the 2016 Biotech Labeling Act, which preempted state GMO labeling laws. Carbon markets started modestly. In the third installment of our five-part series on the sustainability challenges facing U.S. agriculture, we look at the prospects for carbon markets. The ongoing price for ag carbon so far appears to be about $15 a ton, well below where it needs to be, according to one of the world's top soil scientists. We also look at how a USDA carbon bank would work and how it would affect private markets. Part 3 of Agriculture's Sustainable Future, Feeding More While Using Less, will be available this afternoon at agripulse.com. GAO, CDC handling of foodborne outbreaks needs work. A new report from the Government Accountability Office says the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention should do a better job at managing and responding to multi-state disease outbreaks of foodborne illness. CDC has not set specific performance goals, used performance measures to track progress, or conducted a program evaluation of its multi-state foodborne illness outbreak investigation efforts, says the study. 
GAO, the nonpartisan investigative arm of Congress, recommends the CDC implement all elements of a performance assessment system to better meet its goals and identify weaknesses. Here's today's She Said It. It just seems to me that we continue to promote this fiction about this magic blue bin where all the problems are solved. That Assembly member Laura Friedman, in discussing recent disruptions in recycling markets during a joint hearing last week. Well, that's Daybreak West for this Monday, November 23rd. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak West, I'm Jeff Daly.